Hey guys, it's Daniel here. Once again, welcome to Roots, a podcast about greatness. And I have a few announcements for you guys. First of all, this episode will be split between two parts. This is because I'd like to keep the episodes a little bit on the shorter side. You know, like 15-20 minutes tops. This podcast is meant for you guys to learn a little bit of something, have fun, entertain yourselves without feeling that it's going on for too long, without it being like a burden. So it's little short, quick episodes. You can get in on, on your way to work, but we're in a pandemic. So while you, I don't know, while you fold your laundry, something like that. So today's episode is a very dense topic and it can go on for a little bit longer but that's why i will split it in two so bear with me guys our history of africans in america did not start with slavery guys so that's what the episode of this week and next week is going to be about it's time to learn guys about ancient africans in the americas Free Europeans. All of our lives, due to the whitewashing going on in scholar environments all around the world, we were conditioned to see these Europeans, these white Europeans, as white saviors. You know, like in those movies, Green Book, The Help. That's why I don't even watch them in the first place. Those typical stories of, of the white savior complex that everything was bad until white people came and somehow they managed to make it better for all of us, which historically speaking is nothing close to the truth. Our scholar system, our academic system has forced us to see the Europeans as the most technologically advanced civilization, the most gifted human beings, the greatest explorers, and they got credit for discovering a place in which people already live. Guys, that doesn't make any sense at all. Think it through. Before anyone starts saying like, no, they discovered it. Columbus was the, the catalyst in the discovering of America. No, he wasn't. How are you going to discover something, some place already inhabited by people? It's like if I take up my guys, the mandaman, we go up to your house, go up there and kill you guys either by physically violating murder or spreading some vicious disease that you all you guys die then we claim like no this is our land you will be like no we already lived here first that's what europeans did and honestly that's why i never feel bad about looting rioting i even encourage it because everything's free on stolen land history has been so whitewashed that they even masked a genocide and basically the cruelest, most violent thing in mankind history, slavery. But hey, in their eyes, it's all worth it. They were the first here, but that's a lie. Clearly, Africans were here and they helped civilize America before Europeans came. In truth, Africans began coming to the Americas thousands of years before Columbus and the evidence of their presence, though systematically has been ignored by mainstream and K-12 education curriculum, is overwhelming and undeniable at this point. The evidence is just too loud to ignore. I'm not about to state my personal opinions here, guys. Don't get confused. I'm about to state facts. 
African history in the New World did not start with slavery. Africans had frequently sailed across the Atlantic, even before Christ. Great ancient civilizations of West Africa traveled to the Americas, contributing immensely to the American civilization by importing art of pyramid building, political systems, religious practices, mathematics, writing, and even a sophisticated calendar. We're gonna support these statements by pure evidence, and this evidence includes accounts by European explorers themselves, the colonizers, those demons even stated that Africans were here before them. Similarities in languages, religions, agriculture, the currents that run from West Africa to the Americas that go in a circular way and are so strong they can pull any vessel across the entirety of the Atlantic Ocean in less than a year. Art in Mesoamerican caves themselves that clearly depict African presence in the Americas. Let's start with journal entries from the murderer, from the rapist, from the worst person to ever live, Christopher Columbus. You guys might be asking yourselves, did this guy actually read through Columbus's journals looking for anything that said Africa or dark-skinned people so he can have material for his podcast? Yeah, I did. In one of his entries, he reports the natives of the island he called Hispaniola, which is what is now Haiti and the Dominican Republic. Natives there told him about black-skinned people that came from both the south and the southeast that engage in trade with them, trading gold-tipped metal spears, which could only be found in Western Africa, in Guinea. It was also found that the ratio of the properties, it was an alloy, this metal. It had 32 parts, 18 being gold, 6 being silver, and 8 being copper. Another colonizer that went by the name Balboa also reported seeing black-skinned people in what today is the territory between Colombia and Panama. In 1513, he said he met members of an Ethiopian tribe in that region. And according to his journal entry, this man must have come from a totally black village that was about more than two days of travel away. So he assumed they were from Ethiopia and that they came to the Americas on a much earlier date. Going back a little bit to Columbus's journals, in a log made by the priest Bartolomé de las Casas, the third voyage was to test the claims of King John II of Portugal that they had found canoes which set out from the coast of West Africa, Guinea specifically, and sailed to the west with nothing but trading in mind. The Portuguese heard stories about African traders visiting what today is Brazil in the early 1400s. One of those Portuguese men, Pacheco Pereira, who later became Columbus's captain, said that in that country, in West Africa, Guinea specifically, you could find the largest canoes, that they could even hold 80 men, which also leads us to believe that they were not only interested in trading, some of the Africans actually went and settled there. We also need to talk about certain indigenous fruits and crops, indigenous to Africa being in the Americas, and some of them indigenous to the Americas being found in Africa. For example, corn and cotton, 
crops that are indigenous to the Americas were growing in Africa way before Columbus made his journey. Also, the jack bean, the yam, the banana plant found in Peru, yams, sweet potato, plantain, cotton, peanuts, tobacco, reached both West Africa and the Americas. We also need to talk about the discovery of narcotics based of American plants in Egyptian mummies, both cocaine and what today is nicotine. I'm talking about the coke plant and the tobacco plant. They were found by German toxicologist Svetla Balavanova and after doing performing follow-up tests of the hair shaft performed to rule out any sort of outside contamination which yielded the same results, we can only conclude that this could have only made the journey from America through Africa through pre-Columbus Atlantic trade. Somehow, in their white supremacist beliefs, some people insist that Africans couldn't have made it to the New World simply because they didn't have the skill or resources to sail across the Atlantic. People think, white people, white supremacists think, led by years and years of whitewashing history centering everything around white people, that they were the only ones able to master the sea when Asians, Africans, other Europeans, meaning Vikings, were sailing seas, Africans did not have any issue with traveling seas and mastering seafaring. Both shipbuilding and sailing are over 20,000 years old in the Saharan region, and cave wall paintings of ancient ships were displayed in them. And if you consider that Africans, according to Greek historian Herodotus, were incredibly skilled at seafaring and navigational skill, he even wrote a report of King Ramses II leading a team of Africans at sea in a way people have never seen before. It is important to also make it known that Africans did not have a history and tradition of waging war on the people of the places they went to. They instead had a history of going, respecting the culture, customs, and trading. They did not wage war or raise genocide wherever they went, unlike certain other people. Historian Michael Bradley once said in 1992 that in the walls of Chichen Itza, a sacred temple in Mexico, there are clearly black warriors on the walls at the Temple of Warriors at Chichen Itza, clearly depicting three races, black and Indians fighting together against a white man with long blonde hair, which was fighting naked, which was common for the Celtic warriors in Ireland to do. Shows blacks and Mayans fighting alongside each other. This means Africans were well integrated in Mayan society much longer before the painting was actually made because it gives us an idea that the alliance was so strong that in the event of an enemy attack, both Africans and natives bonded together to try to repel that outside threat. And if we're talking about the black and brown alliance, which should be stronger than ever, but sadly it's not. I don't know when the brown countries got so anti-black as they are now. But we have to talk about 150,000 years ago. We need to talk about the Olmec civilization. But we have been going on for a while now, guys. I don't want you to feel like you've been overwhelmed with information. I know you have things to do. So, I'll see you next week with even more evidences of African presence before Columbus came here. 
Remember guys, this is Daniel here. Welcome to Roots, a podcast about greatness. See you all next week.